Welcome in. It is great to be back. This is the Extra Point Podcast with the College Football Experience. We're the College Football Experience. My name is Gus. That's my brother-in-law and co-host, Will. Man, I'm excited to be back. There's been so much going on in college football, but we've been gone. We've been on vacation, and we just took a little break. There's so much that's been happening in our personal lives and (laughs) in the world of college football, man. We've been going through it. And y'all will hear all about that, man. Will, how you been doing, man? It's been a while since I've seen your face, man. Like a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be back. Uh, glad we're getting a chance to do this show this week. Um, like you said, there's been a bunch going on with college football. And we had some crazy stuff that happened with us, too, last week. Um, yeah, but, dude, college football. Is it's right around here. the corner. Man, dude. A month or not really, uh, what, four weeks from this Saturday? Oh, like a month and a half-ish. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so. oh, I can feel it. It's it's hot. We're in the dog days of summer, dude. Just, yeah, just, just like we were talking about earlier, it is sweltering. But kind of before we start getting rolling on all of the content, make sure to subscribe on YouTube at the College Football Experience. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts the next day. We're doing really good on TikTok. That's probably our most up-and-coming platform where Will's killing it with the funny TikToks. You can catch little snippets (laughs) of the show there. And we're on Instagram as well, all at the College Football Experience. And you will want to be following us there when we start making our campus videos in the fall. Super excited about that. man. We need to talk about what happened last week. We kind of had a change of plans because yeah. we had to deal with SeatGeek. We kind of went to war with them, and it was like a three-day debacle on our seats for the Penn State Ohio State game. Borderline false advertisement. It was kind of a scam. Will get the story started, man, because it's going to be a little second with this story. Yeah, so me and Gus, um, we've been wanting to go see Ohio State for a long time. This was we marked them on our calendar to be our first one to go to. Um, me and Gus were talking back and forth. We were looking on different websites, and I found SeatGeek, and um, I noticed they kind of had some cheaper seats. And I started looking at the pictures, like everybody does, I'm sure, in America. And um, and I'm sending Gus the pictures of the seats that we're gonna oh, go man, sit on. These are great. Yeah, and we found some for a good price. Um, and we thought, man, these are gonna be perfect. We're gonna be kind of diagonal. We're gonna be able to see the stadium, or I mean, see the whole field, see the scoreboard. Uh, it'll be a great little view. So a few weeks go by, we get our seats, and I notice our tickets say limited view at the top. And that's weird because yeah. the picture I saw, it doesn't have anything blocking me. Nope. Chris, crystal clear view of the field, crystal clear view of the student section. You could see both end zones. You could see the scoreboard. Perfect. Yeah. So I contact Gus and I'm like, hey, man, we uh, we got to do something about this. We so we so I started researching where the section was and where the seat was. And I notice a ginormous brick wall will be blocking our view of the whole stadium. <laughs> like, you can't even see half the field. 
And I texted him jokingly, and I was like, man, I'm going to be so mad if these are our seats, dude. And he was like, there's no way those are our seats. <laughs> dude, I honestly thought you had bought the wrong seats. Like, that's how <laughs> bad it was. I thought for, like, just a quick second, I was, I was, I was like, Will didn't buy the seats. I told him to buy. He cheaped out. But then I was, I was like, no, these are the seats. Seat Geek just sucks. They're yeah. terrible. <laughs> they lie. And and when we bought them on the app, because we specifically bought them on the app, they didn't say that the seats were an obstructed view. So then I'm furious. I'm furious. So we call Seat Geek. We get Tony, a great customer service representative, and we and we do some digging and we have to explain everything to them. And then he's like, yeah, this, this is wrong. So then we keep going and they get in contact with the seller and all we want is our money back. And all we want is to get some new seats because we want to go to this game. Yep. But then lo and behold, they get us up to a supervisor and then we get to the supervisor, supervisor, and then tell them what happened. Well, yeah, I think they, you know, Gus got to talk to a supervisor, got put on hold for an hour, I think twice. Mm -hmm. I got put on hold for a while. And then finally, I was like, man, I'm tired of this. So it's either going to be either this is going to happen or it's not. And uh, they kind of called my bluff on a few things that I was saying to them and ultimately told me no. And they told me to get over it and just to resell the tickets. <laughs> so uh, that's essentially what I did. Luckily, somebody purchased them really quick. Um, we were the cheapest tickets on Ticketmaster, so uh, we kind of knew we were going to get those sold. And uh, a bunch of jerks on Twitter, Ohio State fans, were like, at least you're going to be in the stadium. Oh, yeah, no. okay, well, I'm not going to be able up. to see the game. Shut up. <laughs> I Bro. mean, at least if I was on the other side, I could watch on the scoreboard. Right. And, but... <laughs> and those people don't understand if – if you can't see half the game, what's the well, point in going? Yeah, that's like sitting at home on your couch and half of your TV screen being black, yeah. and then you and like you aren't able to see half of the game. Dude, and, uh, honestly, it's highway robbery to even sell those tickets to yes, the public, dude. man. The, the, I mean, that was what I was about to say. Shame who, on Ohio State. What what average person wants to sit there? Like, no one. I, you know, I look up older games to see if people sit up there and like most of their games nobody sits right there right it's just the big games like the penn state game michigan game that people sit there yeah so dude I, i'm 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 glad i'm not gonna have to sit there anymore yes um, i hate that we can't go to that game or we're not going it anymore because we're just kind of pissed at ohio state and which is not their fault why are we in no <laughs> no it 100 percent Go the root cause is that Ohio State sells those tickets. Screw Ohio State, screw the Big Ten. Yeah, just saying, oh, we have the top three biggest stadiums in all of college football. Yeah, it's because you have seats like that. Yeah, that's why. So just disgusting. We discussed a list of games and um, we decided to choose Gus's arch nemesis. <clears throat> The Crimson Tide, We're Alabama. Going. We're going to the third Saturday in October, the oh, Tennessee man. game. We're smoking Probably gonna be either way. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, I think me or you, we don't have we don't have we don't have a dog in the fight. So (laughs) we're going to have fun, man. We got a place to stay already. We got our tickets. Oh yeah, and we make sure there's not going to be a huge wall in our way or a post (laughs) or something crazy. So um, it seems like what a lot of y'all don't know. It seems like something always happens with me and Gus everywhere we go. Something happens. Something stops us from doing something. I mean, the first ever college football game we try to go to a hurricane hit. So, uh, <laughs> we tried and, to go on a uh, trip last summer, and um, we and, were going to go wa- whitewater rafting down a uh, river and camp out for a few days, and that got blown up the day we were there. Dude, Traveled across the country. Dude, we, whenever this was going on, I had a specific line that really made us just die laughing for about <laughs> three to four minutes. I, I was like, we are either some of the most unfortunate people in the world, or we are some of the stupidest people. And it's and it's a combination of both. Definitely a little bit of both, because um, we we definitely probably should do a little better research on the Ohio State seats. But well, you you just it is what it. Yeah, yep. you just live and you learn, and you learn to buy your tickets on a computer. Yeah, don't buy them through the app, man. Well, they need to have their app like Ticketmaster. Yeah, I mean, good lord, just show the real pictures. Yep, and then all problems would be solved, man. Now, kind of switching gears, diving into actual college football stuff, man. Some big news kind of breaking, um, the other day and the day before, and kind of today too. Colorado going back home to the Big 12 starting in 2024, leaving the Pac-12 in shambles. They're going to be getting the full TV deal. I think it's like $31.2 million per season, which is big. And the reason they're getting that is because they're a Power 5 team coming in. Um, So that's big, man. And even though Colorado's not really a big team and they're not like that good they're going to become better and this is just kind of another nail in the coffin for the Pac-12 because with both the LA teams leaving and Colorado leaving that just kind of puts the whole conference on uneven footing even more than they already were and they still don't have the TV deal man I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be around for much longer which sucks to say. Yeah, there's rumors going around about where Oregon might go next. They might be the next team. Um, but, dude, I hate college football expansion, dude. I just want to start off by saying that. It's I, disgusting. It, it, dude, money's kind of running this um, industry right now. And when you got money running your industry, eventually this will explode. And I hate to see that for college football because it is our favorite sport. It's the best sport in the world right, right now with, you know, just all the tradition and stuff. But back to Colorado, um, I think this is a good move for them personally. Yes. I mean, I think it's an excellent fit for them. They've already been in the Big 12. For a with, long time. With Oklahoma and Texas leaving and Colorado can jump in there and they're recruiting pretty decently. I mean, they're recruiting just as good as anybody right now in the Big 12 besides yeah. those two teams. Um Dude, they can jump in there and compete right away, man. Yeah. Um, don't know if they can win the conference right away going in there, but they can definitely compete. And um, 
and jump in there and maybe go to the conference championship within the first three years of being in there. Um, like this move. I like this move better than the other two, like USC and them going to the Big Ten and Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC. Those just kind of were weird and are going to be odd to get used to. But this is just kind of – just kind of seems old school to me, just kind of getting yeah. back to their roots, you know. So, I mean – it'll be It'll be fun to see. I mean, the the Oklahoma and Texas move to the SEC, that fits a little bit more than the two L.A. schools to the Big 12. But kind of like you were saying, Colorado's coming home. They yeah. really should have never left the Big 12. And, I mean, it just feels right. But, yeah, just kind of like you were saying on teams that could possibly flake from the Pac-12 next, I mean – of course, everyone's going to want Oregon because they have they have the Nike money. They're the biggest brand that will be left. Then, of course, everyone's going to want Washington. But what conferences are going to want them? It'll probably be the Big 12 and the Big 10. I could see those schools being more of a Big 10 team just because of their academics. And the Big 12, uh, the Big 10 will need partners for, well, travel partners for USC and UCLA. But the teams that I want to keep an eye on are the other four corner schools, both of the Arizona schools and Utah. There's really word that if any of those schools is going to join Colorado, it's going to be Arizona just because they want to get into that market with Arizona. And I know this is a college football show, but they want to focus on the Big 12 kind of becoming a basketball conference too to kind of keep them tied to the sec and the big 10 whenever it becomes the big two or the big three conferences and there was word of them looking at adding uconn for football Ooh. and for basketball yeah just just because they're such a good the basketball yeah yeah the program is so good right well are, are they independent right now kind of, uconn they're, I think they are independent for football, but they're yeah, big for East in basketball. Yeah, big East in basketball, yep. Yeah, so Dude. bring them in, and they were talking about getting Gonzaga just for basketball. I mean, so to kind of – What does, like, Utah do if they don't get picked up? I mean, they're, they're a great football program right now. They'll end up getting picked up, but it might not happen right away. But they'll end up getting picked up for sure. I mean, they're they're too big of a brand. Arizona State's too big of a brand. Oregon and Washington are too big of a brand. So the teams that I'm really are worried about are like your Stanford, your Cal's, Oregon State, and Washington State. It's like, what are those teams going to do? I think I think Stanford and Cal should go to the Ivy League. Just play like, don't be an Ivy League school, but just go play football in the Ivy League. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see dude, some of these teams that we might see kind of wither away or they'll go down to like a G5 that's school because, you know, like that's – I don't know any other option for them, you know. Yeah. Um, it stinks, man. I hope the Pac-12 can somehow work something out, surprise us. Yeah. And work out some type of big TV deal. I wish ESPN could work something out with them, man, and we could kind of keep keep them together. Yeah. And, and I mean, make it where none of, nobody else leaves. That's what I would want to see, personally. I mean, so let's just toss it out there. If no one else leaves, 
They're stuck at nine. They'll really need to get back up to 10, 12. Well, go get Boise eight. State. Go get Boise State. And yeah, you like, get I Boise. Think... You, get, you get San Diego State, but there's a bunch of contract stuff with San Diego State getting out of the Mountain West. You could get SMU. Um, I for sure know they were looking at SMU. SMU really would be a good one. Um, I just think. Boise State's been really competitive over so many years. Mm-hmm. Like they can kind of compete a little bit. Um, I think this would help them with the recruiting wise and stuff. They just yeah. seem like a an okay fit with them. Yeah, they're kind of in they're kind of in that region. Yeah, they're kind of close. I mean, yeah. I know it's a colder, colder atmosphere, not yeah, like what they're what they're colder. used to, but I think that they'd be all right. I mean, Washington gets kind of cold. Yeah. So does Washington State and Pullman, man. But I, but kind of like you were touching on, you you hate these conference expanding. I, you know how I feel about the playoff expanding. I hate this almost just as much. I hate this more. You hate it more, more, dude. I mean, like I can kind of, I can, I don't like playoff expansion to twelve per se. I like that's. I think that's too much. Yeah. But this right here, dude, this is this will ruin college football totally. I mean, you you don't want them to be you don't want teams to be top heavy. Well, dude, if you put it where only we have two conferences, I mean, yeah. I mean, how are we going to? I mean, if we only have two conferences, then we're only going to have two conference champs. And then that's you're going to have gross. a. I mean, <laughs> dude, that's terrible. I mean, I mean how, it, how are you going to be able to based s- off the NFL at that point? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much the you're pretty much. I mean, we're already a semi pro league at this point yeah. with the money that's going around. But you pretty much are the NFL at that point. Yeah. Um, if you get to that point, I just I just hate to see that so much, dude. I, I just want to. I wish everything just wasn't based off money, but that's just the way the world is right now, man. Which. And like just the hyper regionality of college football is just what made it so special. It's like you're playing your teams that are right in your general vicinity. And like and you're also been playing teams that you've been playing since like forever. the 30s. I mean, right. like rivalries are just so important to college football. And it what makes it special. It just it means so. more. Because you've been playing that team for so long, and you just have that bitterness for each other. Yeah, and you know, fan, you know, people that cheer for that team, and you can, you know, you can give them, you know, you can talk trash to them, you know, and yeah, for three hundred sixty-five days until the next year, they might beat you, and then they get to talk trash to you, you know, and it's just that constant back and forth, and you're like living. Um, you're living amongst it. It's just woven into the culture, woven into your daily life. I mean, gosh, there ain't nothing like wearing your team's shirt to church, and then you get call while you're going out. Get that crap off your shirt. Like, yeah. Come to church with that on your shirt. Jesus would be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good goodness gracious. But man, hopefully the Pac-12 can survive for college football sake. But I don't think they're going to. All right, man. The main reason we're doing this show is to break down the Big 12's win totals for 2023. Man, we've already done the ACC. We've 
already done the Pac-12. Now we're moving on to the Big 12, and the first team we're starting out for, well, starting out with is the Texas Longhorns. Their over-under is nine and a half. Will, I really know you're high on Texas this year. What do you think about this schedule, man? They open with Rice when they're at Alabama, Wyoming, at Baylor, Kansas. They do play Oklahoma. That's a neutral side off week at Houston. That's a newcomer. Um, Brigham Young at home, Kansas State at home, at TCU, at Iowa, and Texas Tech at home to end the year. Over under nine and a half. Where are you going with the Longhorns? So, you know, Texas kind of has an, uh, probably one of the more difficult Big 12 schedules, I would say. Yeah, it um, isn't easy. Yeah, you know, they go to Alabama. That that game is going to be tough in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama just doesn't lose at home, man. It's been a long time since they've lost at home. I think LSU beat them in 2019. That might yeah. be the last time uh, they lost at home. Um, then a game that scares me, it's later in the year. It's it's You're going to think I'm crazy, but that at Iowa State game, Texas somehow can lose to those guys loses a game like that late in the year dude yeah that little stretch right there the kansas state that tcu that iowa state the texas tech that little Mm -hmm. stretch scares me a little bit it's tough that's a tough little stretch and just texas somehow seems to lose one of these games every year even though they have more talent they bring in quinn years back they have a pretty good little running back room uh this might be one of their most talented defenses they've had in a while in a long Um, time yeah, this is the first time that they're the favorite in the Big 12 since 2009. And we all know what um, happened that season. Yeah, you know, they went on to the national championship and they lost to Alabama. So for me, I'm going to be over, mm-hmm. um, keep it competitive with Bama, beat Oklahoma. I think the Oklahoma game is the key game in this schedule is beat Oklahoma. If you can beat Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I think you can possibly win out. Don't. One of those trap games. You got to get through one of those trap games. And then it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, Sark's looking for his first 10-win season as a head coach. So, that's I think crazy. he's going to get it this year. That is that's, crazy. That's crazy that he has never had a 10-win season as a coach. Yeah, but I'm on the same boat as you. I'm going Texas over. And, dude, that game at Iowa State, it it gets cold. In Ames, Dude, Iowa. That's a sneaky I mean, game at the end of the year. in Iowa. And watch it be like a noon game, maybe. Ooh, like the field. 11. Over. Yes. Ugh. And it's been snowing or something. That's or, just you know, disgusting. They got, yeah, dude. Watch that game, man. Especially if they're like 9-1 or 8-1. Mm-hmm. God, and they're like ranked top four in the playoff rankings. Pressure's on watch that game dude that's that's gonna be one that because iowa state's got some issues we'll talk about them soon they might have some guys coming back by then yeah but kind of like i said i'm on the over for kind of the same reasons that you are they're they're just ultra talented i mean they're ultra talented at the skill positions they're loaded at wide receiver we've we have already touched on that on previous shows and what kind of hurt them last year was quarterback depth when when whenever Quinn Ewers wasn't healthy, Hudson Card played good, but he
but he really couldn't get the job done, man. They got Malik Murphy. He's an absolute unit. And all five of their losses, dude, you ain't joking. And all five of their losses last season were by one point, a war by one score. So we think Texas is going to be better. So they're going to win more of those one score games. Answer so, question before we, before we move on to Oklahoma. Are we going to see Arch Manning at all? No. Okay. Well, I feel his name. Yes. Well, but in, you'll see him in games like Rice. Rice. We'll you'll see, see him in, in games game. like Wyoming. You might yeah. see him versus like Houston because Houston's going to be bad. Maybe it, dude. You, you might see Rice, dude, because. I don't. I don't know many games besides that. They're just going to blow the door, where the the backup only get a drive or two. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. the backup. I don't to get think you're going to. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Arch Manning play any kind of extremely meaningful downs. I mean, the only reason he would 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 be because of injury. But I really yeah. don't see that at all. Yeah. Moving moving on to Texas is. I would say their biggest rival, the Oklahoma Sooners. They're at nine and a half. Let me get their schedule pulled up. Man, this thing's giving me some ads. Come on. There we go. The Oklahoma Sooner schedule is being slow. Oh, come on, baby. There we go. 2023 Oklahoma Sooner schedule that opened up with Arkansas State. SMU, kind of a sneaky game at Tulsa, at Cincinnati, Iowa State. Then the Red River Shootout versus Texas off week. UCF at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, West Virginia, at BYU, and TCU to close out the year. I think nine and a half. It's a really good number just because this schedule, it is soft. It's yeah. really, really soft, which isn't necessarily their fault because they did schedule Georgia for this season. They get three of the four newcomers to the Big 12, so that really helps them out. And kind of the same thing that hurt Texas last year, hurt Oklahoma last year too, quarterback depth. Whenever Dylan Gabriel was out and hurt, their offense was abysmal. It was absolutely terrible. And I think they could get better on the defensive side of the ball as well. It just kind of takes some time for Brent Venables to install his scheme on that side of the ball. I mean, this is such a good number. I think it could be nine. I think it could be 10. Just because of the really, really soft schedule, I'm going over nine and a half for the Sooners. Yeah, um, you're right. The schedule is not very tough. It is hard for me to find three losses on this schedule. Yeah. Um, if the defense improves, dude, I could see 10 wins. But this won't be like your a normal 10-win team, I don't think. Um, no. Like, they could go to a bowl game and play somebody really tough and just get waxed. I mean, yeah. Um, as long as the offense stays like it is. They were a top-10 offense last year. Their defense was absolutely terrible last year. I mean, they were like in the hundreds last year in total defense. Um, you know, Brent Venables doesn't 
slack off on teaching his scheme. I think this will be a better defense. I think they have a better understanding of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they recruited very well. They have a great class coming in. Um, as y'all might know, in a previous episode, I drafted Dylan Gabriel as my uh, backup. It's a bad pick. Uh, yeah, I'm a little scared about that because he has a backup quarterback, uh, Jackson Arnold, who might take his spot. If Dylan gets hurt this year, we might not see him again. Because Jackson Arnold's a boss. Yeah, and Jackson, they, I mean, me and Gus have talked about this. Why not go ahead and put him in there right? and get him, get him ready to go? And uh, that way he can be ready for some SEC ball. Exactly. Uh, but I'm going to hit the over on this too, Gus. I uh, just don't see three losses. It's hard. That SMU game will be a little fun to watch at oh, the beginning yeah. of the year. I could see it being like a 51-30 to 30 something game, high scoring. But then Oklahoma kind of pulls away later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they get Cincinnati. They're going to be terrible. Iowa State probably going to have suspensions by, you know, the first month of the year. Yeah. You get UCF at home. You know, you got Texas. I think they're going to lose to Texas. That Kansas game might be a little tricky for them um, at Kansas. Uh, Kansas plays well. That'll be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State will be tough. But I just, man, it's hard for me to pick a team to beat them. So I'm hitting the over, but barely. 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 I'm right 10 and 2 is 10 and 2 right here. They might sneak into the Big 12 championship, maybe. Yeah, bro. I hate that the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game is so early this season because it's usually like the second to last game of the season. It used to be their last last game, game. Like their, right? Yeah, it, it used to be the Thanksgiving weekend. It's it's just it's just so weird I... that it's so early. And well, it isn't early in the season, but it's in the month of Earlier. November. But it's the first week of November. I mean, that's what week ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of ball to play. So this idea was tossed up by another podcast, but how far-fetched is it to have Oklahoma make the playoff? I mean, because think about it. They're going to have more talent on this team than every team they face but one and so, and we've seen weird stuff happen in the Texas Oklahoma game. We could yeah. have Texas could underachieve, and Oklahoma yeah. could go twelve and up. Well, this is what I was kind of saying earlier. Like this team might look good on paper, mm-hmm. but I just don't like if they sneak their way in. Man, I just don't see how they could be successful. You know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, they. It, it's definitely possible just because of their schedule and i mean dude look at all they gotta do is sneak by texas you know yeah so and then they have a pretty it, easy path and I then mean, again there are those sneaky games in the big 12 that you just don't expect mm-hmm. that you're like holy crap how did they beat them you know and i think for them it's that kansas game and that oklahoma state game i mean playing yeah. at stillwater is always tough but those two games to me they better be careful and Dylan, if Dylan Gabriel ain't ready to go, Jackson Arnold's going to have to, um, you know, be slinging it around out there. You know, they like throwing it 30 times a game. Yeah. All right. Now, moving on to the winners 
of the Big 12 last year. The Kansas State Wildcats over under seven and a half. Uh, they opened the season with Saudi, Southeast Missouri at home, Troy at home. They play an SEC team at Missouri in week three, UCF at home week four, off week really early in the season. And then they rattle off eight games in a row at Oklahoma State, at Texas Oof. Tech, TCU at home, Houston at home, at Texas, Baylor at home, at Kansas, and they end the season with Iowa State at home, over under seven and a half. Wilbur, where are you going? This is a tough football schedule. Especially and... once you get off that bye week. Yes, dude. I think they can maybe – Missouri game's going to be tough. I mean, Missouri's going to be sneaky good. Um, they could possibly be three and one, maybe four and zero going into that bye week. Mm -hmm. Um, God, dude, that is a tough stretch of games. Uh, for me, for them, I'm gonna go over, but barely, like eight wins. Maybe I would not tell anybody to bet this game at all. Don't I would never no. listen to me. But I'm gonna go over, but barely over. So you got just barely eight, eight and four. Yeah, eight and four. Well, do you steal my notes for this show? No, dude. Dude, I have Kansas State going over too. I, I, I said this is a really good number for this team. Eight and four is what I'm thinking. They end up in twenty three. That's on my notes. They have really big games, like you were saying. The, I think the Missouri game is kind of the hinge game for this team. And then, of course, you got that three-game stretch when you get off the bye week at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, and then TCU at home. And then you still have to play Texas. You still have to play Baylor. You still have to play Kansas. So, I mean, if – They could easily go 7-5, dude. Yeah, the, the, they could easily go 7-5. But just out of those three games that, that I named, if you – so out of those seven games that I named, they only have to win three of them to go eight and four if you take care of business against the rest of your teams. So, yeah. man, they do have quarterback Will Howard returning. He played a lot last year because Adrian Martinez was hurt. So that's really good. They do have their entire offensive line is coming back. I mean, that's massive to have your entire offensive line, your quarterback that led you to the Big 12 championships going back. They did lose Deuce, Deuce Vaughn, their small little 5-5 five, five, guy in the backfield but they get Treshawn Ward running back from FSU came in and hit the portal so I think he'll be able to make a difference I think the they're going to be able to ground a pound did you see the video of him running at Dallas's uh, training camp they said he looked like a, a fan running out there and still in the football well he's he's the same height as Emily so like yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about Emily and it's like oh my gosh if She's she's like he's his she, he is her height running against guys that are like six eight like three hundred and sixty yeah. pounds, dude. But That's, he is he's a little baller though. I mean he's awesome. He plays tough. He plays physical, man. He he Kansas State's always been kind of physical though, man. Yeah. Ever since like they they've always been like that. Yeah, and tough I think, up front. And I think they're a direct representation 
of their head coach, Chris Kleiman. I mean, I think he's a real hard-nosed guy, and I think they're going to portray that out on the field this year. I think they're going to try to run it down people's throats with their quarterback, with their running back, really bank on their offensive line, kind of wheeling and dealing and just putting people's faces in the dirt and just winning ball games the old way of doing it. Now, this this team kind of had a weird end to the season. The TCU Horn Frogs, man, they sh- they went thirteen and one, or f- yeah, no, thirteen and two with the national championship loss. Yeah, yeah. in twenty twenty two, got blown out by Georgia, kind of like everyone was expecting. They won a lot of close games last year. They're over under. For 23, seven and a half. Man, I think that Vegas is some of the smartest people in the world because they know right where to put these numbers. I mean, this is such a great line, but we've had three overs so far, and I'm giving us four. I'm going over with TCU just because of their schedule, which we can get in in a second whenever you give us your reasons. So for me, I'm also an over for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought back a bunch of players on defense, dude. Yeah. So they they got the portal. They for their a lot of their offensive guys. They're gonna have to step up. Here's my thing about them: Can their luck keep going? Right. They won a bunch of games last year that were kind of crazy. They had a bunch of comebacks. They won a bunch of one possession games. You know, can they keep that going? Um, man, they, they got a bunch of big games. Um, if you want to go through their schedule, I love that Colorado game right off the bat. That's all eyes be a really will fun be, game. yes, all a bunch of eyes will be on that game just because of Colorado, really. Yeah. So, I mean, they open up with Colorado, they, they get Nichols at home week two, they're at Houston, they get SMU at home week four, the battle for the iron skillet, I think is the name of that rivalry. Um, West Virginia at home, uh, at Iowa State. They get BYU at home, at Kansas State, off week, at probably about a perfect time. At Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, at Oklahoma. Looking at the start of this schedule, I love it for TCU. I think they're more talented than every team up until week eight, you could argue, between them and Kansas State, they played two really great games last year. With this being at seven and a half, dude, I think they could start seven and zero, oh, and then lose their last five games and go under. But <laughs> I mean, like you could genuinely, you could bet the over and be seven and five, and just because of the way that TCU could have played, you could be sitting there heading into week eight saying, I don't think this ticket's going to cash. Kind of like it was with Syracuse last year whenever they started 6-0 and and they finished 6-6. Six and six. Like, you could kind of have that situation here. You could have TCU start 7-0, and get their teeth kicked in by Kansas, get their teeth kicked in by Texas Tech, and then you have to play Texas, you have to play Baylor, and you have to play Oklahoma. I, th- I think this over hinges – on the Baylor game. Uh, yeah, I was about to say I think they're dude, going this... eight and four. 
And I this think Baylor, I think that Baylor game is that Baylor game is so important, man. Because I mean, if you've just lost three games in a row, can you get the team up and play this game? Yeah, you know, and are they going to be beat up because they just played eight straight games and yeah, they get and one, they, they get a bye week, and then if you lose three straight, man, can you motivate them and you know get them up and ready? Yeah, um, that'll be kind of tough for the coaches. Um, I think they can. It's definitely possible, but yeah, I agree with you. This Baylor game is going to be huge for them to hit the over. And I and I mean, I think Sonny Dykes and I think new offensive coordinator Kendall Bryles, who came from Arkansas, I think they're really smart offensive minds. I think they're both really good coaches. So I think they could maybe be able to motivate the team and kind of get them going. But dude. Yeah. I mean, this is just such a good number at seven and a half. This is one that I really wouldn't touch if I was betting it. But no, I mean, me you, I mean, we have to pick the under or the over. And heck, I'm going with the horn frogs for my boy, Jonathan Pelham, huge horn frog guy. So I'm going with the over heading out west in the state of Texas, furthest team west in that state, the Texas Tech. Red Raiders, kind of everyone's dark horse coming into this year, man. Everyone's really high on them, kind of like they were on Kansas State last season, over under seven and a half. Open the season at Wyoming in a beautiful city of Laramie. Then they get Oregon at home. That's a really fun game. I mean, the I don't know what the over under for that game's going to be, but it's going to be above 75. Yeah, dude, that's going to be a high scoring game. That's going to be a fun game to watch. That'll be a game you can kind of see where both teams are at early on in yes. the season. Yes. A little challenge for both teams. Week three, Tarleton State, W at West Virginia, week four. That team might not have quit by then. Um, Houston at Baylor, Kansas State at BYU. Off week, TCU at Kansas State. I mean, at Kansas, UCF at Texas. This was a team we were talking about. Well, their schedule does them no favors. They only have back-to-back home games in week two and week three. Every other game is flip-flopping home and road, home and road. And, man, their defense was bad last season. I think it's going to be bad this season. I don't see how you can lose a top 10 pick. And I think his name was Tyree Wilson, um, their defensive end that got drafted. I don't see how you could lose him and get better on the defensive side of the ball. I think Tyler Shuck at quarterback, though, could be a highlight for him. But I'm going under our first under of the show. Texas Tech, and I think it's going to hinge on that Oregon game. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The coaching staff, the writers, everybody that covers Texas Tech, everybody feels like this is a better Texas Tech defense. And They all feel like I'm going under because everyone's so hyped on them. I mean, there's too too much hype. They they feel like they're 13.5-point favorites. Like, they feel like they're 13.5-point better than last year. So, like, that's, like, them improving by, like, three wins. 
So they think they're going to win like nine or ten games. The coaching staff and them do. Um, eight straight weeks with a game, dude. That is going to be tough. tough. I don't care who you're playing. And then you got six true row games. Mm-hmm. Off and on, off and on. But I'm going to hit the over right here. I believe in these guys. I believe in the hype. Their schedule's a little easy, man. I mean, they could be, they could lose that Oregon game and they'll be, they'll, they'll knock off probably four wins in a row. Yeah. Probably lose to Kansas State. They could go into BYU and win, then go into the bye week. And then and, all you got is two losses going into the bye week. Dude, you can win. You can easily beat Kansas and UCF. I and mean, you need to, <laughs> dude, just, but just, just think about this. You, you have to open. Well, you don't open up the season. Week two, Oregon, super physical team. Then yeah. you kind of have some cupcake. Well, no, you don't have cupcakes. You have easier teams to play in West Virginia and Houston. Then you have Baylor, who's known to be a very, very physical team. Then the following week, you come home, you play Kansas State. Very, very physical team. And yeah. then you go on the road to BYU, eight straight game who is an extremely physical team with a bunch of 23, 25-year-olds who have three kids and a mortgage. Grown <laughs> men. Grown <laughs> men. So, I mean, that's that's why I think Texas Tech's going under, just because they're going to have to play so many physical teams in a row. And with that defense, if it is – even if it's just a little bit better, that's so much physical – that you're going to have to be dealing with. And then you do have the off week, but then the week after that, you're having to deal with TCU, who's going to be kind of physical again. I think the BYU game and the TCU game are going to be the key to going over. I think they need to win. They need to win both those games. Cause then I think you can beat Kansas and UCF. Yes. But man, I'm going under, you're going over. Still staying in the state of Texas. Next team, the Baylor Bears. Man, this this team had a really big 2021. They won the conference. And then 2022 was kind of a down year. I mean, but they are, they are Baylor, so you really can't expect that much from them just from the history of their program. They open up with Texas State. They open up with Utah Week 2. I don't know who the LIU Sharks are. That's that like almost sounds like a fake team when you play NCAA 14 that you just <laughs> get on a random week. I mean, oh my gosh, who are those guys? Sharks. <laughs> I mean, and then week four, Texas at home, they're at UCF. <laughs> Texas Tech, they're off. They're at Cincinnati. Iowa, they have Iowa State at home, Houston at home, at Kansas State, at TCU. West Virginia, I think this is kind of a grueling first six games. I mean, with Utah, Texas, and Texas Tech all in the first six games, I th- I think I'm going to have to go under the seven and a half for Baylor, Bro, dude. I think you, we got the same stuff dude i'm the under as well <laughs> because you're reading off of my google doc i am i am you 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 hacked you hacked my google doc <laughs> I, did, uh, I went i did the opposite last time because i didn't want us to agree 
Oh, man, I'm under as well, man. I don't think Baylor's going to win more than six games on this schedule. I mean, uh, A little too tough. You got Utah as a non-conference. You got Texas in the first month, then you got Texas Tech, and you're going to catch Iowa State with probably all their players coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think man, and Kansas State, and you got TCU on the schedule, dude. It's going to be tough, man. And who knows? West Virginia might be inspired by then to play a game of football by then. So there's no who talent. knows. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because you you have to think they won't be favored in the Utah game. They won't be favored in the Texas game. They might be a slight favorite in the Texas Tech game, but I have them losing that game. That's three. I have them losing the Kansas State game. That's four. I would think they would lose the TCU game. That's five. And they could easily slip up, kind of like you were saying, against Iowa State. They could slip up against West Virginia. They could slip slip up up against UCF. Yeah, dude. Going to Orlando, bro, that place ain't no joke. Super early in the year. It's going to be hot and humid. They could have the bounce house really going. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, which – it sucks for Baylor because I think they could be so good, and I think that Dave Aranda's a really good coach. I mean, I would, I mean, I would take him at Auburn because I think that he's that good. He's he's just at a program that really doesn't recruit that well, but I think he's a great coach. I just think he's not gonna have a great year. Yep. At Baylor, we both got him going under now. We got the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I can get their schedule pulled up. Six and a half wins. Man, well, the over-under is six and a half. Man, this team, you really like Oklahoma State. You yeah. always, you've always kind of been fascinated with their stadium, with their whole branding, with their facilities. So like yeah, what, dude. What, they, what is it about them that like you really, really kind of like? Um, I, I I can't really answer that, dude. I don't know what it is about them that just sparks my attention, dude. It mm-hmm. it's a little bit of everything. Um, I've gotten a chance to. There's this YouTube channel I follow, and this dude tours all these facilities, man. And Oklahoma State really cares about their athletics. And they pour a lot of money into it, man. They got this um, guy. He was big in the oil industry way back when, and he, he donated a, a lot of money to Oklahoma State. I think it was like a hundred mil. Yes, or more. well in the hundred mil. And um, dude, they do a good job with their uniforms. I love their color scheme. <clears throat> their color scheme. I love their theme. I love yeah. their stadium. I love how close it is to the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fans are right there on top of you. They're um, slapping them big old pokes on the pad. Yeah. They, and how they designed everything is just so unique to me. It's just Western mm-hmm. kind of theme. Um, I love Mike Gundy. They you have know, an I'm awesome mascot. I'm a man. You go after me. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. He is the mullet. Man, oh, dude, yeah. he just, just looks like he's from out there, man. Looks like he's from Alabama a little bit. but uh, Kind of. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm Six going, and a half. Over, under. I I'm got going it. the over. Got Alan Bowman. 
at quarterback, the Michigan yeah. transfer. I think he's yeah. going to come in and play well. Um, I got them going over. I think people have been kind of a little down on Oklahoma State for some reason, but they're going – defense is going to improve. Mm -hmm. Offense is not going to miss a beat, I don't think, losing um, <clears throat> their transfer. He, he left for Ole Miss. So, yeah, Spencer Sanders. So, I think Alan Bowman will come in and be successful. So, I'm going to hit the over. I mean, kind of looking at their schedule, they got Central Arkansas at home. They're at Arizona State. That'll be on the pickums. Um yeah. so South Alabama at Iowa State. Off week pretty early. They're going to have to rattle off eight games in a row, too. That's kind of concerning. Uh, Kansas State at home. Kansas at home at West Virginia. Cincinnati at home. Oklahoma at home. At UCF. At Houston. BYU at home. They close the year out with those three newcomers. They play all four of the, of the newcomers to the Big 12. They also play Kansas. They also play West Virginia. They also play Iowa State, South Alabama. And, I mean, their schedule's soft. So, simply because their schedule is so soft and their over-under is only six and a half, give me the over. Yeah, you dude, I think this is an easy, this is an easy you over. You stole my stuff, dude. I'm telling you. You're reading off my Google Doc. <laughs> This is an easy one, man. I and when I saw this at six and a half, dude, I was like, man, that's easy over. I didn't yeah. even have to know anything about them. To yeah, know they're gonna it, win more than six games. Yeah, it's a super popular, super not written, not trendy, but I mean, I'm surprised this number has stayed at six and a half with with how popular now, this bet is. I mean, if because, it goes up to seven and a half, that's where I'd stay away from. It. Yeah, but I. If I was a betting man, I would hammer. I mean, I would hammer the six and a half. The mortgage. Man, the mortgage. Put the mortgage on it. Please don't put the mortgage on anything. Man, now we're kind of getting down into the six and a halfs, the five and a halfs. Kansas, man. Mm -hmm. Kansas last year was a phenomenal story. Lance Leipold's second year there. This will be his third year. Their over-under is six and a half for this season man i think i think i'm gonna go under with kansas oh i'm going under with kansas barely oh. barely like six wins they might get seven maybe but i'm going kansas they do return Jalen daniels i'm so mad that i did not draft him as yeah i'm mad too i'm gonna I'm, switch you can't switch. It's too late. If, if Dylan Gabriel late. doesn't play, I get Jaden Daniels. No, That's what you we're gonna don't. Do. You're going to have to deal with Dylan Gabriel. You know I what, mean, dude? Since you're going under, I'm going over because I was under as well, but I'm going over because you're Do under. it. I'm tired of do you it. copying it. I'm going over. <laughs> Official. Over. Over. So, I mean, they open up with the Missouri State Bears. Oh, great name. Um, the Illinois fighting Illini at home. They are at Nevada. That's weird that they're going to the Illinois games where we're going to make it right there, baby. We're going to beat them gone. and we're going to get a seven because of that game. Just because of that game. And then they get Brigham Young at home. They're at Texas UCF at home at Oklahoma state off week at uh, Oklahoma at home. At Iowa State, Texas Tech at home, Kansas State at home, at oh, Cincinnati. 
I mean, I don't know where I'm gonna get seven wins, but we're gonna get it, baby. I promise. I mean, you that. it all comes <laughs> down to that Illinois game. I mean, it truly does because you have to think that Missouri State's a win. I just think that Nevada's a win. They they could, can start four zero, dude. We can do it. I definitely think if they can start four zero, they definitely can. So it's There's really the three. Illinois game and it's the BYU game, and then that they could beat UCF at home. They if could they beat. Can, they could beat Oklahoma State. That they, they could can beat... find a pass rush this year, and they can get their defense going. They're going to be mm-hmm. fine. It's, yeah. Their offense is going to be electric. They're going to be in some high scoring games. Yes. You can yes. their defense make somebody punt this year. That's going to be in the, some of these games, like the UCF game, the Iowa State game. I think they beat since Cincinnati is going to be terrible. They're going to beat them. Terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> Man, I am I am so glad that you finally stopped looking at my sheet and you went. Well, over. I wanted to, do a little, you know, it gets a little boring if we're both all. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have to switch stuff up, man. Now, I think this is the first newcomer that we've talked about. Gus Malzahn and the oh, UFC the Knights. Knights. Man, I'm I'm super excited that they're finally in the P5 so all of their fans can shut up. The national and champs, baby. 2017 national <laughs> But, I mean, <laughs> kind of looking at their schedule, Kent, Kent State at home, they're at Boise State. That'll be a fun game. Uh, Villanova at home. I'm surprised Villanova even has a football team. Um, at Kansas State, Terrible. Baylor at home, at Kansas, off week, at Oklahoma, West Virginia at home, at Cincinnati, Oklahoma State at home, at Texas Tech, and Houston at home over under six and a half UCF Golden Knights. Will, please be the opposite of me. Where are you going? All right, dude. So UCF wants to be a part of the big three in Florida. Well, not this year, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to be under, under... Because their defense is not going to be very good. This is not the AAC anymore, guys. This is the Big 12. They Big boy ball. A, they don't have a quarterback. So, I mean, he's a wide receiver playing quarterback pretty much. So, can he develop? Um, I see this being a 6-6 six six team. Maybe the second best team of the newcomers, I think. Uh, but I'm going under for the Gus Miles on UCF Knights at 6-6. Six and six. Even though I hate that you're copying me, I love the under for all the reasons that you you said. I hate their schedule. They don't play back-to-back home games the whole year. Yeah. The whole year, they're they're just flip-flopping back and forth. And with all of that travel... That catches up with you eventually. I I don't care if you are in your early 20s, 19, 20. I don't care, dude. You get to these games in November, you're going to be tired. I mean, that's just a ton of travel. I mean, so much like like think look, they they have to go to Oklahoma, then they have to go to Cincinnati two two weeks later, then two weeks later they have to go to Texas Tech and they have to play football games between all of those. Yeah. And I mean, I mean yeah. that's just a lot on your body and it's their first year coming in playing big boy ball. I think they're under as well. And, man, we're going to kind of fly through these last couple teams. 
Iowa State Cyclones over under five and a half. What you thinking with them, Will? Um, if they're five and a half, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go under. Under five and a half. I think I'm just, going under five and a half too, just because of all the yeah, scandals uh, and the cheating stuff with the gambling. Yeah, well, it isn't cheating, it's just gambling. Uncertainty of their team kind of right now. I don't know who's gonna play what. They're gonna lose some games earlier. They probably shouldn't, but we'll see. All right. And just kind of running through these last ones here pretty quick because they're all they're they're all pretty low, and I think we're gonna probably probably be the same with all them too. The Cincinnati Bearcats over under uh, under five and a half. I think under. I'm going under. They're gonna be terrible too, dude. I mean, I feel bad for Emory Jones, kind of ending his college career there. Um, roster is just a little down. It's the worst roster they've had in a long time, man. A very long time. I uh, mean, because so many people have either left in the portal or so many people have been drafted from I guess that some NIL issues going yeah. on. So and, that's going to affect them. And I don't really like Scott Satterfield as a coach. I mean, I probably just have a sour taste in my mouth from watching him up at up at Louisville. But, I mean, I just don't think he's a great coach. I mean, he has to be good because he's a college football coach. But, I mean, I'm I'm just not high on Cincinnati. And this is kind of a popular phrase that's going around. All of these teams that are coming up, they are going to take the check to be in the Big Boy Conference. And when you take the check, you take the losses. So I think that's going to be a kind of running theme for a couple of years for these AAC teams that have joined the Big 12. Moving on, West Virginia Mountaineers over under five and a half. I'm going under. I think this team's going to quit. I think that Neil Brown's going to be fired before the month of November. He he probably should have been fired after last season, but they got a new athletic director in, and he decided to – keep them which was which is kind of a shock to me i mean i think they could be three and nine i think they could be four and eight they haven't recruited well haven't hit the portal well i'm going under i'm going under as well i don't think they're going to be very good uh the quarterback position kind of scares me a little bit their offense Mm -hmm. i just not sure man neil brown the coaching situation scares me Everybody keeps talking about the team's going to give up, man. I, I just if you keep if you're hearing that already, God dang, we're not even playing a game yet. That's uh, a bad sign. This could get ugly for them, for him. I mean, which stinks because I think West Virginia is one of the most underrated brands in all of college great, football. Great college I mean, football town, dude. They, they love it up there. I would love to go to Morgantown. I would love to spend a weekend there. I would love to be able to watch a big home game there, watch, listen to them sing Country Roads at the end of the game after a big win. I mean, goodness gracious, that would be fantastic. Get back to the Geno Smith and Pat White were there, man. Yeah. Those guys. But, but I mean, much- that was when they were in the Big East. They fit in the Big East. And, I mean, th- I mean – They're not a P5 school, dude. Well, well – I think they are. I think they can be. I just think they're Small in the wrong P5. conference. Small. I mean, they maybe need to go join the ACC. 
I mean, they're they are more of an ACC school. I mean, A just kind of fit that vibe. Oh, let's bring the Big East back. Hey, bring it back. All right, two last teams with the lowest win totals in the conference: BYU Cougars over under four and a half. I love this. I'm, I'm going over. over. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over, baby. They, I'm going over. I think I think they're going to be the best newcomer in the whole in the league by far. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. Um, coaches pronounce his name for me. Katina Sataki. Uh, I'm blanking right now. Um, his name is Kalani Sataki. I yes. said Katina. <laughs> Katina, uh, yes. boy, is Kalani Sataki. <laughs> Kalani Sataki. Yeah, I knew it was a weird name. I knew I got his last name right. Uh, he's a pretty good coach. He's going to have them ready to go. Um, they've always played a tough schedule being an independent. Yes. Um, so they'll come in and surprise some people, and I'm going to hit that over. I'm going over as well. I think if their defense can kind of step up, that'll help them win some ball games. I mean, kind of like I was talking about earlier, they have a bunch of grown men that are on the offensive line, 23 to 25, 26 years old, two, three kids and a mortgage. I mean, I think they're going to be playing hard. And they got Keaton Slovis replacing Jaron Hall at quarterback, transferring in former Pitt and USC quarterback. And just hearing from the reports that were coming out from spring, he kind of looks like he's back to his old self. I don't think he really fit at Pitt last year. I yeah. think he didn't enjoy playing under Pat Narduzzi. And so I think if he can stay healthy, I think they're going to have good quarterback play. I think they're going to be able to run the ball behind that offensive line. Hey, this is the college football experience, and they have one of the best at, like sceneries oh, around the stadium that you can see. Dude, I, dude, that's, I can't that's wait those... to go there. Yeah, that's one of those stadiums, man. I can't wait to go see. And I I want to go there when the snow just fell so I can Ooh. see all the snow in the mountains, too. That's, that's going to be beautiful. Mm. I think just because it's such a long way from Georgia, I think that would have to be like whenever like we could catch like a Utah game and we could catch a BYU game in the same day because I think they're only like an hour and a half from each other. Yeah, that'd have to be one of those games just so you could get both of them in one. Yeah, so you could not one go around. out. Man, the last team, and what I think is going to be the worst team in the Big 12 this year, Houston, over under four and a half. I already know what you're going to do. You already know what I'm going to do. Going under. Under. That would be terrible. Dana Holgerson's going to get fired this year. Which is sad. Yeah. I mean, but I mean. He'll be an offense coordinator somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could see him. I could just see him retiring. He could, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they they lose Clayton Tune, they lose a running back. I can't remember the running back's name, so they lose lots of production. They have a new OC because because Shannon Dawson left to go to Miami, and kind of like remember, we touched he, on, he left West Virginia to go there, and he's he hadn't had much success there, dude. He, he had kinda, more success he at West had West Virginia rolling. He did, man. He had Will Greer there. Had a you know yeah. a good quarterback. Had had him rolling a little bit. Um, they were way more competitive than they are now. Oh, they were a lot more competitive than they were now. But we're both going under. 
for the Houston Cougars in 2023. Man, I am excited that we were able to break down the Big 12. I think they could be one of the most intriguing and fun conferences to watch. Them and them and the Pac-12 are going to have kind of the most parity, I think, in all of college football. While the uh, other conferences are kind of top-heavy, I think these are going to be an absolute blast to watch. I think we're going to break down the Big Ten and the SEC next week, maybe. We might do two shows, possibly. We'll just have to see so we can really get rolling before football season. It's just right around the corner. Well, I had fun tonight, dude. Yeah, that was fun, even though we uh, said a lot of the same stuff. Hey, Agreed most it, of the time. Hey, two, two good minds think alike. I don't remember that phrase. I, I don't. I don't remember. I'm freaking two, tired. Yep. Two great minds thinking like. Oh, yep. That's it right there. That's why you're the teacher. <laughs> That's why you're the teacher. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We are the College Football Experience. This is the Extra Point Podcast. I am Gus. That is Will. Will any last words? No, nah, man, you guys off. follow us on um, – subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on TikTok uh, and Instagram. Um, we're doing pretty well on TikTok. I'm trying to, you know, make some funny TikToks, you know, have, try to have fun with it or whatever. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate the support, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. See you.